leading us in to this week's episode as always it's elizabeth and jillian yes it is um we have decided to split the podcast uh remove the pop culture element from the housewives we'll be housewives purist on this one yes we have our separate podcast for pop culture yes so in honor of that for this week only we're going to use some uh Different buffer music. So like Elizabeth said, you got the Countess to intro us and we'll get a different housewife to take us out. <laughs> I like so. it. Makes me feel so special. <laughs> <laughs> they are they do work for us after all. They do. So Housewives News. Uh, we got like two weeks to fill in. We're going to do, you know, two episodes of OC, two episodes of Dallas. We were off last week. So uh, Lisa H. from Miami. Mm-hmm. She escaped the wrath of Hurricane Irma. Do not worry about her. I know you were worried, but do not. Oh my God! I, Don't. I was, you know, I was so concerned. She for- was so good that she even had time to stop and take a picture in front of her private jet on the way out. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Like people are fleeing for their lives, and she's in front of her private jet with her lubes on and her, you know, Louis Vuitton bag with her baby on her hip and her husband all mm-hmm. shiny and nice. And they're like, "We gotta leave. We gotta evacuate from the hurricane." Where people yeah. like literally don't have houses anymore. She's like, "Gotta take the private jet. Gotta go. Bye." I know, and she's also been snapping her neighborhood, and she's like, "There's so much damage," and there's like. A palm frond on the front. <laughs> leave. It's like, yeah, it's like when, you know, Californians are like posting about an earthquake that was so mellow and it's just like a chair that's falling yeah. on the floor. They're like, oh, we survived. Total devastation. We're like, Lisa, you are not one of the victims. Yeah, she is not, clearly. Uh, you know who is a victim? Tamara. Tamara's <laughs> a victim. She, after the episode two, not this week, but last week's episode where, you know, the big gay ball was dropped. Yes. uh, Because we like gay balls here. We do. Give Uh, us some gay balls. Tamara went on an Instagram rant that she wanted Vicky fired just like Phaedra. I don't, I don't think it's the same thing. I don't think that Vicky is homophobic. Um, I, I just don't get that feeling. I also don't think. I don't either. I don't think anything. Nothing was said, honestly, that was homophobic. No, they're just, they're in it's fact, just an allegation that he's gay. gay. Yeah, that doesn't make someone homophobic. Like, um, they even said that in one of the episodes. Someone was like, this is a homophobic slur. And I was like, no, they're just saying he's gay. You're making it a homophobic slur by saying that's offensive. Yeah, it's like, I mean, everything we've heard from Tamara is that Eddie laughs it off. So she should too. Yeah. If someone <laughs> were to tell me that my boyfriend was gay, like literally likes to suck dick, I would laugh and be like, okay, if you think that that's great. Yeah. And like, move along. Like if someone told you George was gay, you'd be like, mm, okay, thanks. Yeah. I, I mean, like really mm-hmm. like, no, I'd gain 40 pounds, like shut the door. <laughs> I would grab a sandwich and a beer and I'd be like, I can't go on with my life. You've ruined it. Well, seriously. My daughter doesn't need to hear this. We're in a good place. Literally. I would not care if anyone said that I was gay or my husband was gay. Like, who cares? Like, yeah, I don't give a flying fuck. Yeah, go so. go around saying it. Like, if you're sleeping with your husband at night and you know what's up, then that's fine. And if he was fine. bi, who cares? He's with you. Yeah, like, it really doesn't matter. It's so stupid. No, I but agree. But what does matter is both Tamara and Carrie Duber have new haircuts and they look 
so much better with them. I completely agree. When I saw Tamara, I was like, yeah, bitch, you look so much better. Like She looks younger. She looks younger. Her hair looks healthier. Like, I get it. I have blonde hair. I'm and blondes have naturally thinner hair than brunettes. So it's right. like and it's finer texture in the right. texture. So it's like I get it. Once my hair gets to a certain length, it looks nasty. And I don't care how many extensions you put in it, it's not gonna be healthy. So healthy right. looking, I should right. say. No, it totally revamped her. It makes her look edgy and yes. stylish and it looks good. And same with Carrie. Carrie mm-hmm. Carrie had pretty hair. Her hair wasn't, like, I didn't think anything was wrong with Carrie's hair until she cut it short, and I was like, this looks better. Yes. This is the way to go. Uh, so I'm all for it. I'm like, get it, ladies. Um, Someone who should cut their hair, Tinsley Mortimer. She I know you thought should. we left New York a couple weeks ago, but it never leaves us. It never does. I saw uh, her Instagram post that she was in a, at a convention with Scott in Las Vegas wearing a badge that said, Tinsley Mortimer, account manager. So does she work for Scott? Probably. She probably is working for him now. Or it could be one of those things like you have to actually work for the business that's going to the the convention. convention. That's what I get. It's got to be. Like, I don't think she has any skills. (laughs) Yeah. Besides being annoying as fuck. I definitely agree Dressing terribly. I mean, like, still, every picture she posts, she's ruffly. She literally likes ruffles. She's all into it. All into it. Little house on the prairie, slapped with pastel colors. Yes. So, um... Speaking back about Shannon Bedore and her weight, she's down 20 pounds. That's and amazing. And she she's going to lose another 20 pounds before the reunion. I mean, get it, girl. I can't imagine that one's true because, like, they typically film the reunion, like, five or six weeks before it airs. Yeah. I mean, and I can't imagine we're very far from that right this second. Yeah. I, I don't think that she'll lose 20 pounds that quickly unless she's doing some crazy shit which i wouldn't put past her she's probably got dr moon saying you will only eat one leaf from a tree that is come from south korea every hour for the rest of your life and then she's like yes done absolutely dr moon said so i'm eating leaves one hour for the rest of my life i agree so <laughs> um in just watch it news um celebrity family feud is on tonight yes and it's the burris tucker family candy versus the bailey family cynthia i love this i think it's so cute i love celebrity family feud it's like a guilty little pleasure oh god i just love family feud period i don't care if it's like the amish people like in pennsylvania or candy and cynthia so um I'm excited by it, and I think it'll be good. Yeah, so it's Candy and Todd and the old lady gang on one side, and then it's Cynthia, Noel, Marlo. Uh, yeah, her sister's name is Marlo, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, her mom and one other girl that I've never seen before, but... <laughs> she just pulled her out of the family tree. I was like, they should have gotten Peter. Come on. Oh, God. Like, speaking of which, Atlanta season 10 trailer came out fucking cannot wait i can't wait either i watched it and i was like yes replay replay like, replay i was like i just need it now mm-hmm. can it just come now because i'm so fucking excited i love atlanta although it's- there's this one scene where it looks like phaedra's in it and i was confused there's like a scene where someone's dancing with a little boy and to me it looked like phaedra and one of either the president or the king or whatever she calls her kids maybe she's just like, like she was invited by another housewife Maybe, because I was like, I don't know. They kind of did that with Megan Edmonds this Mm. time, where she said she wasn't coming back to Orange County, and then, oh, what do you know? She's there with her orange. It would be interesting to see. So, um, fucking look out for that. They didn't give us a date yet, but if you have not seen the trailer, go search it out. Google it. It's on Bravo's website. It's on all of their Instagrams. 
go watch it because it is to die. I'll post it on our uh, Instagram too. Yes, good idea. Go to our Instagram. Fuck all those other people. Yeah, don't go to, go to Bravo. Go to don't our go to Instagram. Go to our Instagram. Yeah. Um. Last note before we get into the episodes, I'm pretty sure they're doing another season of Potomac. God fucking damn it. Like every day I see it. Like today was Karen and uh, Monique were posting together. And yesterday was Ashley and uh, fucking Giselle. And I'm like, they're really doing this, aren't they? You can't see me guys, but I'm just shaking my head now. She is. Just shaking it now. I kind of want to. Stop it. Stop it. I don't understand why you would, but. Who's I? Please, someone who's watching Potomac and enjoy it, reach out to us and tell us why. Please, yes. Good idea. Because Someone who actually enjoys Potomac and don't fucking write to us and be like, well, I live in fucking Potomac, Maryland, and it's so cool because it's like my hometown, and <laughs> yeah, I saw no. Karen Huger at the beauty salon the other day. No, no. I don't want to fucking hear that. That's not what I want to fucking hear. I want to hear why the you like drama the show. is great or whatever, dude. Yeah, like, tell me. Tell us. Yeah, tell us the real things. I want to know what about this show interests you because I don't get it. Yes. So let's just go in. To OC? To OC. So OC last week was called Loose Lips Sync Friendships. Um, It starts with Brianna and Vicky. Well, Vicky's at home and she's talking to Brianna on the phone and they're talking about her birthday. Mm-hmm. And Vicky says she wants to have a roast. Oh, and God. Brianna tells her that's a terrible fucking idea. Yeah, because everyone would go up there and say some really true and mean shit about her, and she would not find it funny, and it wouldn't be funny because it'd all be true, and she doesn't get what a roast is. She's stupid. No, she had no idea. She thought it was where people got up and said really nice things about you. How? Has she never seen a roast? She's a fucking idiot. Like, she's really dumb. I would not, like, go to her for my insurance needs is all I'm saying. Yeah. Um... Then the episode switches to Kelly and uh, Peggy, who are going shopping. And Kelly tells Peggy all about her vaginal rejuvenation, and that's why she can't try on clothes. But that's literally the entire scene. Right, and that was like a week and a half ago. And she said that she was the doctor or nurse or whatever was sticking the probe inside of her. Said it was that all she could not do was not have sex or put a tampon right. in. Right, it was so weird because like... Honestly, I wrote, the note I wrote was there supposed to be more to the scene because it just yeah. like ends and that's it. Well, it adds nothing to the show. Yeah, no, there's there's several of those scenes where I'm just like, really? Well, so what did add to the show though is the next scene is Megan and Lydia go on this hike. Oh so world's yes, shortest fucking hike of all time. It really is. They like walked ten feet and they, turned right back around. Exactly. They start walking. Lydia starts talking about the vasectomy. Then they start to rehash the drag event, like Lydia's uncomfortable, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, then Lydia decides it's a great idea in this story to take Kelly Dodd's side. Says that <sighs> Megan did the same thing to Kelly by saying, you have a boyfriend. It's the same thing as Kelly telling Megan at seven months pregnant, your husband's having an affair. I don't think it's the same thing. Kelly has specifically said that she says things to hurt someone. Yeah, she lashes out. Megan... Megan, you shouldn't have asked Kelly about this because, frankly, it's none of your business if she's having an affair or not. So she had no right to ask her. So I do agree with that. But she wasn't doing it to just be mean or just be vindictive to Kelly. Right. No, I agree with that, too. But I think, I don't know. Like, Megan... Kelly specifically said that she said that just to be mean. No, I know. And I get it. And and it hit the intended target. She had the intended effect. Right. What I don't fucking understand is you have Megan, who is 
stoic all the time. Even mm-hmm. like we just discussed in our our last episode, the drag bingo, she wasn't really crying when right. Kelly fucking said she was a terrible mother. But this causes the waterworks. Like, Olivia, I just can't believe you're saying this to me right now. I can't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. I will tell you, it's the mood swings after you have a baby. Oh, I was like, you need to go home, girlfriend. No, like, absolutely. Get the fuck away. I know from personal experience and from other people's personal experiences that after you have a baby for a long ass time, you're emotional at weird and random times. And sometimes it just takes that moment where normally you wouldn't have cried at Lydia to make you into a crying baby and a kind of a crazy person. It was like, it was, it was a lot. It's a lot for me to deal with. I was like, so I mean, I, if, if I were Lydia, I would have been like, okay, I'm backing away slowly. Let's just end this right here because being pregnant and then having all those hormones come out, I'm telling you, you're a different person. I'm sure. I'm I'm sure that's true. It was just like too much for me. Though. Oh, it was. It was very overdramatic, but. So then they switch to Tamara's at home and she's making a cheesecake. Yeah, that's weird. And she has cream cheese on her forehead this whole scene, which drove me nuts. I don't know <laughs> if it drove anyone else nuts. I just didn't even think about it. But she gets a phone call from a mysterious number and wouldn't you know it, it's Vicky. <sighs> um, Vicky wants to have coffee with Tamara. She wants to bury the hatchet. She wants a peace summit, Jay-Z Kanye style. <laughs> You just have to know that there's never going to be resolution between these two. Because I mean, really, there's too much. Yeah, too much has been said and done, especially the offense that uh, Tamara has taken against Vicky for saying that Eddie's gay. Right, right, which is over the top. And oh, yeah. Um, Tamara agrees, though. For whatever reason, she seems really reluctant. She's, like, making all these hand gestures. She's, she's like, freaking out. She is freaking out. But she, she agrees. So then she immediately calls Shannon, of course. Of course. Because apparently, as we learn later, they call 25 times a day. I mean, you and I are in contact throughout the day a lot, but it's text messaging. I was going to say, it's like, hey, I saw this, or hey, I heard this, and it's like five or six text messages back and forth, and we move on. Right. Can you imagine if, like, we were speaking, like, five minutes at a time, 25 times a day? I mean, we would be really close, Jelly. Like, even closer than now. Like, I was like, <laughs> I don't know that we could be that close. <laughs> I mean, honestly, would I have to be telling you, I just peed? Literally. Literally. I just took a drink of my Diet Coke. Like, I don't have that much to say. No, it's fucking nuts. But, um, I mean, that's codependency at its best, I think. But maybe. Um, I like that Shannon, Shannon's like, oh, Vicky Victim. Vicky Victim. Like, <laughs> I, nickname. I think it's smart. It's a smart nickname. But, um, Shannon kind of warns Tamara. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. No, I agree with Shannon. I don't even see a need for this meeting. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, it, it, it seems like it's been done. Yeah. Like the issue is done, dead, done. How many times can you say the same thing? Yeah. To the same person. So then there's a scene with Peggy and Deco where they discuss things. And I don't even think it's worth going into because my note here is this scene literally did nothing for me. I don't even understand why it exists. Because it's so stupid. Whenever they're together, it's Deco saying something and Peggy going, I don't this understand. This the what does a bear shit in the woods scene. Yeah. She's like, what does that mean? She fucking knows what this shit means. I'm sorry. You yes. know what these mean. You're playing stupid. You're playing to the camera. That's the road you chose to take. Fine. But it's annoying as fuck. Yes. No. Agreed. Um, next scene. Megan picks up her mom, uh, is explaining to her mom what happened with Lydia on the hike, explains it as really fucked up. 
I don't think it was really fucked up. I think that maybe at the reunion when she sees the scene and she has more distance and her hormones level out, she's going to be like, oh, it wasn't that fucked up. But then I could be wrong. She could be like, no, I stand by my choice. Yeah, she, I mean, God only knows how she'll land on that. But that's really fucked up. Seems like very hyperbolic to me. Like, Yeah, I mean, I I can think of way more fucked up things that Lydia could yeah, have said to her. Like, honestly, it wasn't even that it was fucked up. It was like her opinion on something. And it wasn't even like, a mean opinion. It wasn't like, you're a fucking stupid cunt. Like, right. I'm agreeing with her. She was, was like, just like, no, yeah. I think you kind of did the same thing. Right. Like, it seems very casual to me. Yeah. Really I, fucked up. Nah. No. So then the next scene was the most cringeworthy scene of the uh, entire episode. It was with Shannon's birthday. Yeah. It was really hideously awkward. And I was uncomfortable watching it. And I wish it didn't happen. It was. I always end up feeling bad for the, the children. And I feel bad for David. I, f- I feel less bad for him. I mean, he had the chance to leave me. No, did. he should have. You're uh, right. You're right. But I, I do feel bad for the kids. I'm just like, man, this is awkward for them. They can well, pick up on this shit. Well, they're like in the other room. And <sighs> Shannon and David are having this really like, David says like he wishes their relationship was better. Um, Shannon admits that she let Vicky get into the relationship. But then, like, David's like, yeah, you really did. And she's like, oh, I really did. Like, she gets so offended and overreacts and makes everything bigger. Yeah, and then, like, he goes to touch her hand and she's like, wow, you're touching me for the first time in such a long time. Yeah, like, she makes everything worse. Everything is slanted. Like, he's trying to make a nice gesture. Just accept it. If if you want to be with this person, you just have to accept this and try to move forward. But she gets so crazy and agitated, which just makes him try even more. But it's even more awkward. Like this prayer he gave before dinner. Oh my where god! He was like me and Shannon will get through this. Who and says like, that I'm before like, a birthday dinner? I was like, oh my, my god. god! Yeah, like no, yeah, it was yeah. so cringeworthy. It really was terrible. And those poor, those poor children. So at simultaneously during the episode. You have Vicky's birthday party that's going on, allegedly, at the same time as Eddie's birthday party. Mm-hmm. So Vicky's birthday party, um, Vicky talks about how her whole family's there and her sister's there and her sister looks, so Vicky's like, we're twins. But really, Vicky's sister looks like what Vicky used to look like before yeah. she had 10 tons of plastic surgery. The facelift and the nose job and the implants and the this and the that. And then Ryan shows up, Brianna's husband, Ryan, and he's got these gifts. And it looks like it's going to be this really emotional thing. He's like, I got to give you and your mom these gifts. At the same time. mm -hmm. And then he gives them handguns. (laughs) Yeah, it was a very weird thing. I just felt like, and then Vicky like freaks out about it. Whenever, I don't like to see people freaking out about guns because I feel like you're giving them more power than they are in just a box. Yes. No one's hands are on it. It's in a box. And she's like freaking out like it's going to grow legs and shoot all the people at her party yeah i mean i understand that i have a very uh open mind about guns i grew up around guns i shot my first shotgun at five so like i have a very uh comfortable disposition with guns they don't scare me well i don't i hate guns like i really hate guns but I don't freak out when right. they're near me. If you saw a gun sitting in a box unloaded, you wouldn't be like, oh my God. Oh my God. I know. Like, there are nervous. guns in my house right now. Ooh, yeah, like, and you're not having a meltdown. Right. Like, it's just so. I it was, was just like, Vicky, calm the fuck down. I know. It's, it's not so loaded. Over the top. Or then when um, her. 
I forgot her boyfriend's name already. Steve? Steve, yes. Um, she's like, I have a gun with me every time we go out. And she, I know, and she freaked out. I was like, He's a fucking cop. Yeah, my dad was a cop for 25 years, and he had he carried his gun with him everywhere we went. You know he has a gun on him. Like, give me a break. She doesn't She's know. She's like, oh, I didn't pat him down enough. <laughs> wink, wink. And also, when you're climbing into bed or he comes home from a day, and he, he just... Goes, he takes his gun off his belt or mm-hmm. wherever he's keeping it. You didn't see bullshit. Yeah, I think it's bullshit too. Um, meanwhile, Eddie's b- birthday dinner is happening. Megan and Shannon are there. Um, Tamara starts discussing how Vicky called her. Vic- Tamara says she believes that Vicky might be authentic in this situation. To which Shannon and Megan are like, bitch, you cray. She like, is crazy. She's stupid as fuck. Well, and then, honestly... The episode becomes a little funny at this point because the rest of the episode is about how Eddie's allegedly gay. Mm-hmm. But in this scene, they're taking popsicles and pretending to suck dick with it. Like, <laughs> could there be more innuendo that Eddie is gay? I know. Like, that I was, was like, oh, okay, Andy Cohen, I see what you did. Good there. editing on their <laughs> behalf. So then we go back to Vicky's birthday party for the rest of the episode. And Vicky has this lame attempt at a grand entrance where she just walks out and she goes... Ta-da! And no one's looking no at her. No one gives a shit. No one yeah. turns around. No one says... She has to start singing happy birthday to herself to have people even pay attention to her. Exactly. Um, Gina's there. Lydia, Kelly, and Peggy are all there. Um, Kelly talks about going shooting. Michael's like, I don't want you to go shooting because you're going to shoot me. Um, <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, apparently Lydia committed to Eddie's birthday first, but then got the the invite to Vicky's birthday and canceled her RSVP to Eddie's birthday. And I like how Peggy's like, no, you go to the one that you first RSVP yeah, to. Yeah, like, like that's that's etiquette. Yeah. Um, the big reveal here is that Gretchen and Lizzie return. Ugh, Gretchen with her fucking sparkly ass dress looking like a Barbie doll. Let's just take a T.O. right now because I was watching Gretchen's snaps before we came in here to record today. Mm-hmm. And Gretchen went to Baylor in Texas and she was what revisited Baylor today, her and Slade. And so they were like snapping like crazy. She literally went to like the dorm house she used to live in or like the sorority house and went in and is like doing keg stands with sorority girls and is autographing their closet. And I was like, Vomit, vomit, vomit. She's not something else. Stop it. So, Gretchen and Lizzie return. Time in. Uh, (laughs) The thing, the first thing I took away from this scene is I'm so happy that Vicky, Gretchen, and Slade could be friends. I mean, like, Slade only caused Vicky to get like $100,000 worth of plastic surgery. Exactly. And she said heinous things about him as a father. Like, these are things that, no, you. You don't move on from to be friends with. Like, That's what I'm saying. If I am so reduced by a man that I have to go get plastic surgery, I'm not going to have him at my fucking birthday party. I don't care if I've forgiven him or not. Well, right. And so, and then you have Lydia, who's super awkward with everyone. Mm-hmm. But especially to Gretchen. She hasn't seen Gretchen in forever. They, they, since they were castmates together. Right. And they are like, hi, I haven't seen you in forever. My husband is getting his balls cut off. She is so awkward. She's like this with Peggy, too. She And... Why do you have to say he's getting his balls cut off? He's getting a vasectomy. Stupid. It's not the same thing. She's stupid. She really is. I can't stand Lydia. Um, So this is where it comes out. Apparently that everyone thinks Eddie's gay. And this is where Ricky or Rick or... Yeah, it was Ricky. Ricky, uh, his, who was Tamara's best man slash maid of honor, whatever uh-huh, they call man wedding. of honor, um, at her wedding to Eddie, 
like, is fucking telling people that not only has he seen Eddie make out with men, mm-hmm. that Tamara's okay with it. I think that's one hell of an allegation. It's one thing for people to be like, oh, your husband's gay. Ha ha. But to say that you've actually seen him make out with someone else and that Tamara's okay with it is insinuating a whole nother thing. Well, right. (laughs) That they have maybe an open marriage, that Eddie's allowed to have sex with men and not women. Like there's just a whole plethora of things that are going on on the undercurrent. So it's like that's a different thing. And she used to be such best friends with this guy so it's like what happened there why is he so mad it's so bizarre and the accusations and the way they were talking about it and i do understand that like lizzie said that you know they had heard these rumors before vicky had said them i get it because i i i believe that i've also heard these rumors before vicky had said them but that doesn't change the fact that tamra was betrayed by vicky saying that uh-huh like it doesn't change anything no, I agree. So to be like, oh, see, I didn't say them first. It doesn't it's matter. Not the point. Yeah, it's that you repeated them and you were supposed to be on good terms. And if you're a good friend, you're going to shut those rumors down. Well, exactly. Like if someone was like to me, oh, George is gay and making out with other men. I'd be like, you're full of shit. This is not happening. Move along. I mean, exactly. Like, I mean, honestly, that the same thing like I mean I know obviously you're dating my brother but (laughs) it's a little different yeah but same thing like it's just like I I just I don't know it seems so unnecessary to me the whole thing seems so unnecessary I agree um so we're just gonna skip the preview go right into the next episode which was breast intentions breast intentions and I like that everyone is getting breast reductions right now I feel very like trendy (laughs) I know I have always thought that Kelly Dodd's boobs were were huge very large very very large i i'm she did that to herself right i'm curious to why she went to a fucking g a 32 g this bitch went like the first scene is her getting her breasts you know a cast made of her breasts Mm -hmm. which she's doing out on the patio with the busy public beach there and all of the shit it's very awkward zero fucks um but she's talking about how she had, you know, double D's when she mm-hmm. met Michael and then she had her kid and she breastfed and they were flat. So she went and had implants and she ended up with 32 G's. Now, as someone who had 36 G's with no implants, I can tell you it's the fucking worst thing ever. Like, I feel insulted by her being like, I just got these and I don't know what happened. When she said the size, I was like, you're fucking with me right now. Your boobs were huge. Yes. Huge. Like, and she walked around without bras on all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It blows my mind. I mean, because mind. she had the implant, so she could. Like, I couldn't do that at the 36 right. G. But it blows like my mind. Like, mine would be to my fucking kneecaps. But there's still the heaviness. Like, I can't even yeah. imagine that. Like, Jesus. Yeah, no, it's obscene. Um, I do think it's funny that she's saying bye to the GGs because there's two Gs. It's yeah, funny. that I, is cute. I, I, did, I did admire that, Kelly Dodd. I did. <laughs> she's a clever one. Um, then Lydia and Tamara meet for lunch. And apparently it's been 24 hours since Vicky's birthday party. And Tamara is just like melting down. Mm-hmm. And Lydia's like, I didn't know. I didn't see him. I didn't know. Blah, blah, blah. And at the same time, Vicky and Brianna are talking about it. And Brianna, Brianna has this like image in her mind that Vicky and Tamara are really best friends still. She and does. And they will get back together. She's like, it's fine. It's fine. You're going to be fine. It's fine. It's fine. No, it's not. 
She's like, yeah, they just have to, like, they want the same thing. And I'm like, they don't want the same thing. They don't want to be friends anymore. Vicky wants to be friends. Tamara does not want to be friends. It's not the same thing. Tamara unfollowed you, Brianna, because she can't stand to see your mother. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's next level. And yeah. I've been there, so I get it. Yeah, no, we've unfollowed. <laughs> we we do that. We do that. I have unfollowed a bunch of people to avoid seeing certain people. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Peggy and Deco take their son to the plastic surgeon. That, I thought that was um, weird and like I would never do that. It's very uncomfortable. Even though he's like waiting in the waiting room, I just thought it was unnecessary. You can't get a babysitter. You can't. I mean, and he's like, he seems like what? He's like 12, 13. He can't he can stay at s- home for an hour. He totally can. Like I was like, Ugh, this is, I don't, I don't really like this. But no, whatever. It, it felt, his own. yeah, it fell off to me. Um, then Shannon has this very important meeting about her restaurant where <sighs> she's sitting outside throwing a ball for her dog. <laughs> unable to realize that she's getting email. Yeah. And like, you should be, if you have Wi-Fi in your house, you should be able to sit on the patio and well, get email. Can't. She doesn't even like Wi-Fi because the Wi-Fi goes in your brain and causes cancer and blah, blah, blah. And there's no wireless. Who the fuck these days doesn't live in a wireless house? We have Bluetooth. We mm-hmm. have Wi-Fi. We don't want to see a fucking wire. No, we don't want cables around. Stop it. I'm like, oh, I just hate her. But again, it proves that she was incapable of recording Kelly Dodd because she can't even function as a human. She, yeah, she could not even check her email, people. And she's like having this important business meeting and she's like literally like... Getting the dog wet is all over yeah, her. And she's like, like making these weird faces. So awkward. Um, Lydia and Doug go get their vasectomy consultation. Um, he prayed about it and he's good <sighs> with the decision now. I am so sick of them making everything about religion. I'm fine if people want to be religious, but it's just so obnoxious being on housewives. Well, I agree. I mean, it just is unnecessary. And especially, I mean, I'm just really over Lydia always being uncomfortable, always being uncomfortable, always uh-huh. being uncomfortable. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Shut the fuck up. Like later in the episode when she talks about the breast implant uh-huh. and there's men here. But she can go around saying I'm cutting off my husband's balls to anyone and everyone who's listening. That's a very good point. That's a very, What's very the difference? There's so much hypocrisy there. Like, what? what is that? Oh, Lord. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. So then the rest of the episode takes place at this. Um, Kelly has this volleyball game to say goodbye to her boobs. And then they have, like, a reception at her house. And uh, Megan's not invited. <laughs> um, she's, like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like Megan's being overly dramatic at this point anyway. Like, they flash on Megan and Nanny Cousin having cereal, and they're just, like, so... <laughs> I can't even... I just couldn't even go, even if I was invited, because I just can't. And I'm like, oh, God, shut up. Yeah, I don't even think this is something we need to be fighting about anymore. Um, I really like the concept of the volleyball game. It looks super fun. I was like, I want to play. <laughs> like, oh, God, no. I can't... I'm not anything with... Oh, my God, no. It looks so fun. Um... Yeah, I can't do that. I'm not athletic. And then they go over to Kelly's house and, you know, someone, of course, brings up Vicky and Tamara's crying all of a sudden. Why is she crying? Like, I feel like Tamara is so wishy-washy this season. Like, to Shannon, she's like, Vicky, stupid. Suck my dick, Vicky. Suck my dick, Kelly Dodd. But then when she's with these other people, she's like, oh, yeah, I do want to make it nice. No, pick a side. I know. It's really ridiculous to me. Like, that's not the old Tamara. No. And Shannon's very clear. She does not about it. She does not think that she needs to talk to Vicky. She does not need to be there. But on the other hand, you have Lydia, who's pressing. 
Like, you need to talk it out. Because hash it Lydia, out, talk it out. She's just, like, inserting herself. And it's like, why? Yes, like, it's you, so You weren't even on the show when this was happening. Why know, are you it's so... It's really, it's really it's, awful. It's like she has a vested interest or something. Well, and so, ultimately, I don't... Like, ultimately, they have a conversation. Vicky... Kelly brings Vicky and Tamara into her room. And it's like, you guys can talk here. And Vicky's like, no, Kelly, you have to stay. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, maybe she felt safer with... Kelly there? I'm not sure. Kelly did seem like she was like, oh, no, I'm going to leave. Like, she was genuinely yeah, like going to leave. Honestly, 100%, this episode is not the worst episode for Kelly Dodd. Like, I no. was like, this. if this was Kelly Dodd, Normally, I could like Kelly. Yeah, and she, when we get further, I'll, she makes a point. I was like, you're right, Kelly. And I was yeah. like, I'm agreeing with Kelly. What is happening I know. Here? She was like the rational voice of reason here. Mm-hmm. So... Shannon breaks into this conversation like a raging bull and is like, Kelly, if you get to be here, I get to be here. And Kelly's like, I wanted to leave. (laughs) She's like, I didn't want to be here and I'm not saying anything. Like, it's just so crazy. Um, And then, you know, Vicky just goes off. She starts yelling. She starts bringing up shit. She's just, she's a lunatic. They know each other's hearts. And And I like how Tamara is so calm. She's like, no, I don't. What? And then she's just sitting there while Vicky yells at her. Like, I was like, wow. I know. It's crazy. Um... Lydia just wants to jump right in. She's like, I'm going to go be the mediator. I'm going to be the neutral person. She's not neutral, though. She's just crazy. She doesn't need to be involved at all. And that's kind of where Peggy is. And then they just kind of leave Peggy there with all the men. And she's like, I guess I'll go, too. <laughs> like, she goes. Um, Kelly doesn't think that Vic- Vicky lied about cancer. She did. But Kelly wasn't involved with that either. Correct. So it's like she came in after that. So stop. People, you do not, you can't say if you weren't there. Well, and this is like where Shannon's yelling at Vicky, you lied about cancer. Vicky's yelling at Shannon, you lie about your domestic abuse. Oh, God, that's right. And I'm like, oh my God, what the hell? And then Vicky's like, I don't lie. And then they flash to where she's like, I fabricated. Like, she's like fucking Uh Bill Clinton at this point. Yeah. What's the definition of is, people? Exactly. Um... And then Shannon goes on to talk more about how Vicky's caused her weight gain. Surprise, enough, surprise, surprise. enough, Shannon. Um, so L- L- they flashed to Lydia doing an interview, and she's like, "It's always about Shannon. Shannon's always trying to make it about herself." I kind of feel like that's true a little bit. Well, she did say when um, you know, Vicky left, she was like, "Not to make it about me, but I told uh, Vicky, you do not affect me." And she does the hand motion, and I was like, "Yeah, you, you did make it about you in that sense for sure." Yeah, I don't. I just don't think it. I, I, I kind of agree with Lydia there. That it didn't need to be that. And even Peggy's like, Shannon, you're something else. Oh, yeah, which... Uh, which causes this whole thing. Right. So, she, apparently, while Peggy's saying all this about Shannon, Shannon's squeezing Tamara's leg under the table. Right. And Kelly sees this. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they start talking about their boobs and Kelly's boobs, and they've all had boobs, and then they find out Lydia had a boob job, but for whatever reason, Shannon wasn't paying attention or didn't say anything or Right. And they get up from the table and Shannon goes, at least you and I didn't go under the knife. Right. And Lydia's like, doesn't really say anything, kind of just grunts, looks at her evil. And Shannon's like, are you upset with me right now? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I am. (laughs) And Shannon's like, what the fuck just happened? And basically Lydia thinks that Shannon is squeezing Tamara under the table because it's some evil plot to get her to talk about her breast implant. See, this pissed me off, Lydia. You're so stupid. And then she's so rude and dismissive to Shannon. Yes. I'm done with you. I'm done with you. Like, give me a break. You can't have a civil conversation and clear up this 
miscommunication real quick. Even Kelly um, was like, no, she was squeezing her leg because of what Peggy was saying, not because of what you were saying. Well, right. And so, like, I mean, Lydia is literally just being so over dramatic, And I just, like, I feel so sad at this for this party. And it's not even Kelly who's making it dramatic. It's like nothing can go right at this party. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with Kelly Dodd for once. I know. Um, but like Lydia makes this comment, like just there's, everyone has so much trouble communicating with Shannon. It's like, she doesn't speak English. And I was like, Lydia really seems like you are the only problem uh-huh. that, that, I mean, you're the only person who has issues communicating with Shannon. Cause she's always the one where Shannon says one thing and she's like, whoa. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And I can't, oh, it just makes me dislike Lydia so much more. And then when, Shannon and Lydia are having this, you know, back and forth. Fucking Tamara's hiding in a corridor of the stairs and like making weird faces. And Shannon brings up, you should have been there to talk and have my bag. And Kelly's like, yeah, you should have. And I love that Kelly said it to Tamara's face and to Shannon's face. And Kelly was right. Tamara should have been in there and had her back. Yeah. She was like, I was downstairs. But like, obviously her and Peggy were right there. Oh, yeah. They heard everything. Yeah. So... That was kind of where it ends. Like, Shannon's kind of pissed off at Tamara, walks over to the bar, says she's getting a drink. And then she's, like, just kind of muttering to this bartender. And I felt really bad for the bartender in that moment. Yeah, and then it seems like she's talking to no one. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, this shit's taking a turn. So the preview for next week's shows Kelly after her surgery, shows Shannon freaking out again, shows Lydia being left out of a dinner, and uh, shows Kelly versus Peggy. Well, I can't wait so. to, to see that. Pe- I don't like Peggy, so I'm all down for anyone against her. I don't know who I like anymore. This is all very confusing to me. <laughs> Kelly's making me laugh. I go back to that night when they were at Quiet Woman, and she's, like, making out with the glass door as they're doing interviews behind her. I know. She's, like, her. so obscene, though. Like, but it's she's just, so... I don't know. I guess you're right. She's making me laugh more, like... But at least there's nothing hidden about Kelly. She'll just straight up say crazy shit. And she yeah. and then she'll be like, yeah. Yeah, and she's I just, upfront about it. Yeah, and she'll be like, I just said that to be a mean bitch. Yeah. At no, least there's I, that. I get it. Um, so let's move on to Dallas. My God, I'm still not feeling Dallas. I think it's getting better. I mean, it's, I will say it again, it's not Potomac. <laughs> it's not Potomac. But I just, I just don't have an attachment to these ladies. Well, and I think when you, like, when we talk about the preview for next week, like, there's definitely some shit coming. But so this episode, the first episode, last week's episode was called Walking in Memphis. And I just want to start out by saying I apologize because the flow of this episode was so fucked up. They were just bouncing everywhere all the right. time. And I was like, I can't even keep up. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm not going to lie, guys. It's getting past my bedtime. And my brain's slowing down a little bit. Slowing so down. So it's good that you're not that big of a Dallas thing. <laughs> so we'll just speed through it. I apologize, people. I do because, you know. Just power through. So we're just going to go quick. I love it. Watch. So Brandy's packing. Uh, she hires some kind of part-time nanny. Deandra's at home with Jeremy. The stepson, stepson does not love living there. Keenan or Keegan or whatever the fuck his name is. I didn't write down his name. I didn't but he know. doesn't enjoy living there anymore. So he is moving on. Well, that's fine then. This causes rage in Deandra. Rage. Deandra. Where she just goes off on him later in the episode. Calm down, Deandra. Like, seriously, as a quick aside, I want to know how your facial process is going with Deandra's uh, products. I think her eye cream works well. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's, I've seen like a little firmness. I, w- I don't know about the toner. I have this zit that I, I would normally have. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Interesting. I, f- I find toners can be super sketchy sometimes. They have to have the right stuff. Otherwise, your face gets fucked. Yeah, so I wouldn't, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna give it some more time. Yeah, you have I'm, to give it more time. Yeah, so we'll, we'll check back with Deandra's skincare line later. Yeah, okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> so the girls go to, to, to Memphis. Um, essentially, we learn Brandy grew up as trailer trash. I mean, her name is Brandy. With an eye. That's what I was saying. <laughs> like, whenever you see Brandy with an eye, you think stripper. Sorry, people with Brandy with an eye name. I don't mean to be offending to you, but offensive to you, but. Brandy Glanville. Yeah, I mean. that's what I think of, too. She's so trashy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we find out that Carrie and Mark are very sexual active, sexually active. They have sex at least five or six times a week. I mean, that's, that's a lot of sex. That is. Whew. They've got time. That's. Too much time. Where do you find the time? I don't know where they find the time either. I mean, my boyfriend lives out of town, so obviously my sex life is different. But but even when you're together all the time, no one no one I know has sex five or six times a week. That's no one I know does either. That's, that's a lot of sex. Like, that's just too fucking much. You guys you need to chill. Um, we find out that Brandy's grandmother is not okay with Brandy seeing her. Her grandma and they, her grandpa, and they haven't talked since this whole thing has gone down. Even though they were really close before, which I find to be really petty. I find it petty, and I found it really sad too. Like, yeah, because later in the episode, we can just jump to that, and because, like I said, the flow was super right. shitty. So mm-hmm. later in the episode, Brandy and her mom drive out to the grandma's house to kind of do a peace offering. They come, they bring flowers. Brandy goes to the door, stands there, knocks, knocks, knocks. Can hear them inside. Hears the dogs inside. No one answers the goddamn door. This makes me so sad. Like, I was super close to my papa. And so when I see, like, people who have grandparents and they're not close to them or there's some strife, it really makes me sad. Like, I just, I feel like they're, they're such an untapped resource in people's lives. And that right. it's such a special bond and relationship. So it just made me really sad when I was watching this episode. Like, it... It hurt my heart. <laughs> well, right. And so then on that first night in Memphis, they go to Brandy's grandpa's house. They meet all this extended family. Um, then they start day two and Stephanie's got the shits because she drank too much. And there's a whole conversation about that. I don't think I've ever had that experience. I mean, I've obviously vomited from uh, too much drinking, but... The shits, that's a new one for me. Yeah, like where you can't leave the hotel room. <laughs> I mean, I was like, what? That's never happened to me, but okay. Um, they go catfishing. That's not a- electronically. Real real catfish no, in the no. real river. Yeah, it's just, I hate catfish so much. My grandparents uh, had a farm in Oklahoma, and they had catfish ponds, and my grandma would feed them because she didn't think that they were getting enough food on their own in the pond. And literally, they creeped me the fuck out. They have legit whiskers like cats. It's so creepy. Even yeah. thinking about it makes my skin crawl. They are gross. I would agree with that. They're um, bottom feeders. for many years, and they were just kind of creepy. Like growing you know? up? No. We had them here in my house. What? We had that big tank. It had two black catfish. I didn't know you had catfish. Oh. Yeah. Your daughter would look at them every time she came over. <laughs> we literally had them for like four years. Are you serious? Yeah. I feel like I don't remember seeing those. Yes. Pictures to follow. That's really funny, guys. Um, <laughs> so then we get to see 
Cameron prepping for her big pink dog food pitch to her husband. <sighs> she has this literally sparkly billboard, like science fair poster board. Thing. Right, that's what it reminded me of. It's like a science fair project. And she's like, I could do all of this for just the low sum of $100,000. And he's like, I will give you $10,000. Now go. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is stupid. Like, no one's going to buy pink dog food. Are you? No, it's. Paris Hilton will buy pink dog food. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's like obscene. Like, who would spend money for that? My dog eats blue buffalo and he likes it. And blue I don't care if it's really pink good. or green or blue or orange. The shit's going to be the same. Yeah, exactly. The shit is going to be the same. <laughs> um, meanwhile, like after that, the girls in Dallas go out, Leanne and Cameron and Deandra, and Leanne's just pissed that she hasn't been invited and she is just talking shit. She's good at talking shit. Yes, she is. And and meanwhile, while that dinner's happening in Tennessee, um, Stephanie, Brandy, and Carrie are out, and they are also talking shit. But they're mostly talking shit about how those girls shouldn't be talking shit about that. Which is so stupid. You're you're on this show because you're good at talking shit. So just talk your shit and stop telling them they shouldn't talk their shit. Just talk your shit to each other. Well, exactly. So, um, let's see... Do, 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 do. The stepson, Deandra's stepson, ends up moving out of the house. And it's clear on this kid's face. He does not give a fuck. Right. You you see that look on many young teenage or young adult faces where they're just like checked out to whatever their parent are saying. And that's yes, what he had. Exactly. He's like, just shut up. Just let me leave. And the episode ends with um, Brandy coming home from the whole experience at her grandma's house. And she gets into bed. Um with Stephanie and Carrie and, you know, cries it out, hashes it out. Um, they say the best thing you could do for a broken heart is hydrate your face. So they do masks and they drink and that's, you know, the episode. I mean, hydration to the face is really good. Although drinking takes it out from the inside. So you're... It's, it's kind of a catch. I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's a wash. Count, it's counterproductive. Yeah. So then this week's episode was called Don't Cry Over Spilled Tea. Um... Leanne's back in the charity world. She's raising funds for whatever. I don't fucking understand what the hell she was raising funds for. But she's back on top, so she's happy about that. Yeah, she gives the speech, and then she gets off the stage and is immediately talking shit again. And Deandra's like, no, we're not fucking talking shit. I hate talking shit. We're going to have this honest tea at my house, and we're going to talk all the shit in front of each other, and it's going to be great. I liked that she was like that. I was like, yeah, let's do this. Let's bring it to the forefront. Yes. It's like a peace summit. Yes, and meanwhile, Brandy's at her house with her little girls. And who are jumping all over and acting crazy. And she's like, I can't even get out of the house because my kids are so crazy. But I want another kid. Oh, God. And it's just like she's talking out of both sides of her mouth. She doesn't know what she wants. Um, she said that her husband can't watch the kids because one time she came home and her daughter had a mouthful of dog food. There are worse things to come home to. When she said that, also I was true. like, I was like, lots of kids put dog food in their dog food in their mouth. And second of all, your husband shouldn't be babysitting or quote unquote watching. He's just raising the children. I hate that. That's yeah. a pet peeve of mine when women say my husband is babysitting. Yeah, or my husband has the kids tonight. What do you mean? He lives with you. You're raising them together. He's just with. The, when I, I don't say I'm babysitting my daughter. I say, yeah, Lola and I are doing this tonight. Like. What? I know, I know. It's awful. So, speaking of awful human beings, Mark Duber. Um, Carrie and Mark have this little dinner where Cameron and her husband come over. And Carrie has decided that it's a good idea to have four-year-old Zuri at the dinner. Which is stupid. It is stupid. 
Mark thinks it's a terrible idea and isn't afraid to tell her that. <laughs> and it plays out just as Mark had hoped, where Ugh. Zuri is just acting a fool. Well, of course, because she's four years old at a dinner for made for adults and has no entertainment because she's the only kid. Well, exactly. It was 100% a stupid move. Yeah. So it causes all this awkward tension at the dinner, and it's really awkward, and then they put Zuri to bed, and then Cameron and her husband leave, and they still keep fighting. And it's just, like, it was this really awkward thing, like, where you could just see that Mark is a terrible human being. Mm-hmm. He just does not give a fuck about the child at all. It just it sucks because it goes back on the child. Yeah, it's really terrible. Like, this child's going to watch this someday. Uh-huh. And see that this is how her dad was talking about her. Like, that's terrible. Exactly. So, Leanne um, and Rich go to the fair. I forgot that Leanne was a carny. Which she does not let us forget this episode because every game she's like, this is how you got to play it and this is what you got to do and this is the trick and this is what that... so weird that she was a carny. Like, it's just like... It was just bizarre. Yes. Seeing her in her element, I guess. Yeah, seeing her in her carny element. It was so bizarre. I was like, okay, you you go, girl. Yeah, so they're playing this one game with darts and balloons. Pops the balloon, box behind the balloon, pops down on one knee, or doesn't actually because he says he can't get back up, but... He proposes. Leanne finally gets her ring. And I was like, this is very cute, but this must have been a logistical nightmare. Like, how did he work this out? How did he know they were going to go to this one and they were going to pop this balloon? The only thing I think can think is that he had Bravo production really fucking help them out. I mean, I gotta think so because it didn't make any sense. Um, The rest of the episode all takes place at this honest tea. Right. So, um... Brandy says she's going to wear pink for Cameron to bridge, you know, bridge the gap between them. Frankly, I think they should have had alcohol instead of tea to get through this thing. They did have alcohol. They said one of the elements was champagne. You have to have tea sandwiches, tea, and alcohol. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, because Leanne was fucking wasted. I just And then the rest of them kind of started following suit. I guess I just thought that was her natural state. I mean, it is a little bit too... (laughs) Cameron talks about her rules for tea parties, about tea length skirts and covering up your boobs and... Oh, God. I think we're past all of that. Well, and then, like, it's so awkward because Brandy totally pulls a Leanne in this moment. She gets to the party and immediately goes to Cameron and says, oh, Cameron, I got you a gift. And it's the same wrapping Mm -hmm. and same shit that she gave to Stephanie and Carrie. And Cameron's like, oh, my God. Well, let's do it over here. And it's the same Jack Daniels. And she thinks she's genuine at first. But then she's like, I just didn't want you to feel left out. And then she's like, but these girls don't have it. And she's like, yeah, that's why I pulled you aside. Oh, my God, these women. Give me a break. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. It just seemed fucking stupid to me. I was like, I don't understand. But so they decide to do this to have, hash out the argument they have via questionnaire. Right. They fill out little cue cards. They put them in a teapot. Dandra takes them out. She reads them, and then they talk about them. This seems like way too much work for me. Um, but first, before they get to the questions, Brandy and Cameron, even though it escalates really quickly, and they, Brandy calls Cameron a bitch, and mm-hmm. this doesn't sit well, they come back together really quickly, too. Um, so the first question is, why is Leanne not allowed in Brandy's house? And Brady says, it's because you have a bad mouth. It's because you've said I was an unfit mother. My husband doesn't like that you've said I'm an unfit mother. So this is why you're not allowed in my house. And Leanne apologized for that. I mean, I feel like those are good reasons. Yeah, I think so too. But then Cameron, of course, is like, well, why did Leanne not get invited to Memphis? And it just circles back to the gifts. 
notes and back to the thing and there's trying to explain and stephanie's like cameron doesn't even listen she just keeps talking and talking and talking mm-hmm. which exactly is what i i was thinking yeah um and then brandy's like storms out and stephanie and leanne have to team up to get her back in the room it was just so over dramatic but then immediately as over dramatic it is as it is immediately they're fine everyone's good vince is mended it was weird so then um the question's asked is leanne using brandy uh brandy's getting told by leanne's friend that mark is gay oh, and that you know more of this gay stuff well what? and this is this this is where they said um carrie was like that's insulting oh, that's and i was insulting. like no you're making it insulting but i think it's a it's an insult yeah no it's not insulting yeah someone just said he's gay and they didn't it, say he's a fucking homosexual or i mean yeah the worst things that i could say that he's a faggot or right. whatever derogatory right things. and but why is this the default to call the husband's gay and the mom's bad moms these are the de- default insults yeah they like can't come up with new things in the housewife you know world i think it's true um so then there's this question about Leanne and plastic surgery. Has her, she had her vagina rejuvenated, her face rejuvenated. Probably. She says she's having her boobs rejuvenated. She's had all of it, guys. Well, and then it gets into this tiff where Carrie says that her doctor's not a plastic surgeon. And Carrie's in the medical field. Like, she's married to a plastic surgeon. Right. And she's a nurse in a plastic surgeon's office. So I'm going to assume she knows who is a plastic surgeon and who is not a plastic surgeon. I mean, a Simple Google search will do that for you too, people. So don't get swindled. Well, exactly. So <laughs> go to a real plastic go surgeon. To, that is a life lesson, yeah. people. Go to a real fucking plastic surgeon. I'm gonna needle point that on a pillow for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so Leanne um, then calls Carrie a cunt. It's a strong word. I mean, I don't find it offensive. If I mean, but I was desensitized to that word growing up with a brother. Um, it just does not offend me in any way shape yeah, or form yeah i'm also not offended by it and in australia it's a good thing exactly so, so I, I just i'll just take it that way if anyone's ever like jillian you're a cunt and i'll be like thank you it's kind yeah no it's just not offensive to me um all. i agree and so then uh, it's clear at this point that Le- leanne is just sloshed uh they talk about the two-face like costume and why stephanie didn't just throw her out of the house and stephanie kind of says that's what she wanted so i didn't right. do that um then Leanne starts going, I had a bad childhood. My mom didn't want me. I didn't meet my dad till I was 16. And Dan just like, shut the fuck up. Which I'm glad she did because when she was talking about that, I'm like, what does that have to do with why you're a bitch now? Well, exactly. And Deandra was just like, no. Yeah. Like, I like that Deandra doesn't put up with any bullshit. She's yeah. just like, no, fuck this. This is stupid. Shut up. You're making me uncomfortable. It's weird. Shut up. Yeah, this is not the time to tell us your sob story, okay? No. Mm-hmm. So the ne- the last question of the day comes out and it's what's your favorite vacation spot because Cameron and all her pink glory thought that she would ask a throwaway question to cut the tension. That's stupid. At this point everyone's copacetic and they decide Mexico. Viva la Mexico. So they like the housewives of New York are going to go to Mexico together. Maybe it'll uh, be a good experience for them. No, I hope it's a shitty terrible experience well, as so that I- they Give me drama instead of kumbaya. Well, as do I, because I mean, the New York Housewives—they, you know, they had a they had the kumbaya, yeah, yeah, and then they went to the reunion and nothing happened. Exactly, boring as fuck. No pulling out the text messages. And let me tell you, people, I had a situation at work recently this week 
where I had to print out my text messages. Shut up. And I literally just kept going to anyone who would look and I'd be like, look at these text messages. And I just pulled them out from behind my back. And I think 99.9% of people thought I was crazy because they don't watch Housewives. Right. But like one person was like, yes. And I was like, yes. That is hysterical. So, um, yeah. So that's a real cool thing to do. Just like in case it. you ever want to do it, just take some screenshots, print out your text messages and shove them in people's faces. I like it. But that's what I miss from reunion. So I don't want to see a fucking another reunion where it's kumbaya and we're all good and we're all, we buried the hatchet. No, no peace treaties here. I agree. Um, so the preview for next week, Leanne has a boob surgery. Leanne's a threatening psycho cunt. She's talking about like shooting people and stabbing them and using her hands. And then they go to Mexico. So hooray. So that should be really interesting. I mean, I think you're now going to go get to see the Leanne of last season. Which like, is where exciting. Where she just fucking is crazy. Well, that excites me. So we hope you guys enjoyed our pretty vulgar Bravo Housewives only portion of the podcast. Woo! So you listen to both or one of them, however you guys want to do it. And then you tell it. us what you like or don't like. Yes. If you like the new format, if you have comments, questions, we love let it all out love hearing from you guys so keep it up follow us um on instagram pretty vulgar podcast send us messages and we will get back to you guys thanks for listening see you next week bye